Would you like to accelerate your career and reach your full potential in just minutes a day? Welcome to the LeadX Show with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. Does your team have too much undertime? Hello, everyone. Kevin Cruz here. Welcome to the LeadX Show, helping you to stand out and to get ahead, helping you to get 1% better a little bit every single day. I'm on a mission to spark intentional leadership in 100 million people over the next 10 years. And one of the ways we're going to do that is by providing free leadership training and free management training for anyone, anywhere, at any time. And if you just go to leadx.org, you can see the free course of the day. Every day it's a new course. Anybody can get this free world-class training around the world at any time. Why wouldn't you want to spread the word? Do me a favor. And when you get into work today, put up a status post on LinkedIn or Facebook or your favorite social media platform and just say, hey, very cool, free training course of the day over at leadx.org. Today on the show, a successful, very successful entrepreneurial CEO talks about values, talks about the purple ticket in his new book. Is he the new Willy Wonka? And our challenge of the day based on his advice is to create a visual scoreboard for your team. Doesn't have to be fancy. Maybe you print it out on your color printer and just tape it up on your door, pin it up on the wall where everybody, you know, maybe by the coffee pot, something like that. What are your team's goals for the year, the quarter, or the month? They do have goals, right? And post up your progress against these goals so that everyone can stay focused and on track. Our quote of the day from Estee Louder. I didn't get there by wishing for it or hoping for it, but by working for it. Estee Louder given us an original message of hustle. <laughs> Our guest today is the co-founder and CEO of Self-Esteem Brands, which is the parent company of Anytime Fitness. You probably know of them because they have 3,500 locations around the world. He was recently honored by Chief Executive Magazine with its inaugural Leadership Award, and other awards include the fastest growing fitness club in the world and the best place to work in Minnesota. He is the author of the book, Love Work, Inspire a High-Performing Work Culture at the Center of People, Purpose, Profits, and Play. Our guest is Chuck Runyon. Chuck, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kevin. Looking forward to our time today. So Chuck, I've got a weird tradition. Every guest gets the same first question. <laughs> I love failure stories because I think failures right. are just stepping stones, you know, to something bigger. Yeah. So I'm hoping we can start and maybe you can share just, you know, one of your failures and what did you learn from it? We could turn this into a five hour podcast uh, <laughs> with a list of failures. But look, for us, probably the big ones have just come down to ignoring our values and choosing people because we were aggressively trying to grow a market and we knew it wasn't the right person. And so we wanted to get to like a region or a specific country. And therefore we were so aggressive in wanting to do that, that we ignored the fact that it just wasn't the right person. We knew it deep down in our gut. And uh, because we did that, we ultimately ended up regretting it. It, uh, it really pulled the business back. And I would say that we do not make that mistake any longer. We take our time, make sure it's the right person, and then uh, we decide to grow. You mentioned ignoring values. I mean, so practically speaking, if I'm interviewing someone, naturally I'm going to want to know, can they do the job? Do they have the skill set? Yes. How, yes. how might I understand if they're the right fit culturally? 
Yeah, I mean, we have the values of people, purpose, profits, play. Those are our four core values. But we also look for things because franchising is a relationship-based business that you have with a franchisor and a franchisee. So you have to have great communication skills. You have to have a listen-first mindset. You have to be kind of self-aware of your strengths and weaknesses as a leader. And you have to be very collaborative and thoughtful to make sure that you put other stakeholders first and that you enrich them. And, you know, quite honestly, when we picked the wrong person, they didn't have the listen first mindset, right? It was, and it was more focused on them than it was on rewarding other stakeholders. And quite frankly, they weren't as collaborative as, as we would have liked to be. And we just didn't stop when we should have, right? Instead, we, we sold those territories. We regretted it later. So we've got to make sure we've got those values. How we work is every bit as important as what we do. And we've got to make sure that we're aligned with how we work. Perfect. And in the intro, you know, I talked a little bit about your background, but give us some context. Tell us a little bit about Anytime Fitness and also, you know, how's it different from other health clubs or gyms that, you know, we might be familiar with? So we started Anytime Fitness 16 years ago, and I like to remind people that they're the iPod, the first generation, not come out yet. There was no Apple smartphone. There was no Facebook, right? So this was a different time. And so this key fob approach where we give a person a key fob, it opens every single gym door in the world. There's a surveillance system, a software program. And so you can enter our clubs and are not always staffed. And it, it provides great independence and empowerment to our members. They can use a club anytime they want and use any club in the world. So it's incredibly convenient. So at the time, that was new. We created this category. So that type of technology was revolutionary. Now, fast forward to today, and it just seems pretty obvious, right, with that type of technology. But what you find with Anytime Fitness are, first of all, we're the most convenient fitness option in the world because your membership is going to get you into 4,000 clubs globally, 33 countries. Number two, you will find all the big club equipment and programming in a smaller environment. And what that allows us to do is connect with our members deeper to help them make a behavior change. You know, exercising, living a healthier life is tough for most people, and they need our empathy. They need our coaching. They need our education, our motivation to kind of make a difference. And so that smaller club environment is warmer, less intimidating. And because of the intimacy of it, we get to know you better. Therefore, we can help you make that change. And it's really, you know, the the critical uh, element there is the the passion of our local franchise owners who care about their members and care about their community more than, say, just what a corporate club would be, like a like a non-franchise business. I, I'm taking notes because fitness is one of my weakest areas. You know, I'm, I'm the classic <laughs> you and work, many people. work yeah. out for 90 days and then, and then I fall off for a couple months in the 90 days. Yep. And I'm always trying to do it in the home gym. And I, and I just wrote down, you know, empathy, motivating, and perhaps, you know, when I look up and connect with one of your, your local uh, fitness centers, and maybe, maybe that's the, what I need to help keep me on track. Well, you know, everyone does better with a coach. Even the greatest athletes in the world need a coach, right, to help raise the bar a little bit more, right, help them with some accountability. And that's actually where Anytime Fitness is going. We're going to be less about bricks and mortar, and we're extending our services well beyond the gym walls to help people live a healthier lifestyle. So as you mentioned, I think it's great that you work out at home. And so when you're at home, when you're at work, when you're not inside the gym, we think we can help you live a healthier life get more steps in, eat a little bit healthier, get your sleep in and live a more holistic like wellness approach versus just making gym business. And that's where Anytime Fitness is going today is to train, you know, get beyond just a bricks and mortar gym experience. That's great. And I'm going to follow up on that idea in, in, a, in a couple minutes. That's, you know, new blue ocean strategy for you there. You know, I want to dive first though into, you know, you've won leadership awards, you're known for great company culture. 
So, you know, what would be your leadership advice for younger, newer managers, like a first-time manager? Because you've been doing this for a while. You mentioned uh, built this great organization. So what would you tell someone who's just becoming a manager? If I were to just try to be a very simple definition, of course, they're going to want to get in and understand the business. I think every manager does that. But I don't think they take enough time to understand the people. What is going on, right? What's the perspective of the people on that team? And then my, my biggest advice is, you know, leaders create significance, right? Everyone wants to know that the work they're doing is making a difference in the company or making a difference, you know, with people or the planet or whatever the company stands for. And I think a leader has to say, look, what you do is important because it shows up in the world and, you know, the leader has to fill in the blank there, right? And so they've got to create significance because significance creates engagement with your employees, when they feel like they're not making a difference, when they feel insignificant, it creates disengagement. And so, you know, leaders are in the engagement business and uh, all the Gallup work studies would tell you that seven out of 10 people drive to work disengaged. And so it's our job to create engagement and create significance. Yeah, I, I talk about that as being an engagement crisis when, when only three out of 10 are truly engaged, we are truly emotionally committed to where we work because that spills over into other areas of our life. If I come home and I'm disengaged or, or even worse, you know, uh, actively disengaged, you know, I'm not such a great spouse. I'm not such a great, you know, parent. And so I feel like this is really, you know, big work to be doing to get more people engaged at work so they can have a more fulfilling life outside of work as well. Oh, boy, we believe in your philosophy wholeheartedly. And there's a term we use called undertime. And that may be a new term to you, but every business has undertime. What that is, is you're paying for your employees to be at work, but they're not engaged. So they're not really doing the work. And look, our company has it. We just believe we have less than most. But, you know, when people are disengaged, they're not actively thinking about the business. And so if we really had to report that, it would be one of our biggest expenses on the business is under time. So a leader has to like engage their team to work on the business, right? Because they love to do it and they take pride in it. And as you mentioned, I mean, because we carry mobile phones now, like we're carrying work with us constantly. And so it's it's more about, uh, we wanna make sure that, you know, it's part of our identity. We wanna make a person proud of what they do, engaged in what they do. And, and you're right, we, can, we believe we can make their whole life better, not just the time at work. And Look, we spent half our waking hours at work, and it's uh, it's pretty sad if you think about it that only three out of ten people are really engaged in that process. And we've already strayed into this, but I mentioned in, in your bio, your book is Love Work, Inspire a High-Performing Work Culture at the Center of People, Purpose, Profits, and Plays, the four values. So tell me more about some of the big ideas in your book. Well, under the people side, we talk about the difference between being an employer versus being a leader, because, you know, we're not just in a war to attract consumers. We're in a war to attract and retain talent and, and, you know, get them highly engaged. So there's a difference there. We also do invest in whole self-development, something you just mentioned a bit ago. So we don't just invest money to make our employees better at their job. We try to invest money to make them better humans, right, inside or outside of work. You know, we, we have to give people a collective purpose. They want to be a part of something bigger than themselves and, and get them emotionally involved in the work. You know, we believe, of course, profits are both a, a combination of monetary and, and uh, benefits as well as lifestyle. We believe we can give our employees a better lifestyle and then not play. You know, and, and that's something I think leaders struggle with the most is, you know, they, they are fearful of play and taking away from work or maybe, you know, appearing vulnerable. You know, there's science and we mentioned in the book behind play and how it fosters creativity, collaboration and alleviates stress. And so, you know, the beauty of those four P's are I promise anyone who reads that book, it's going to be a code for a high performing team. Right. Invest in people, have a purpose, have play and and profits will follow. Now, I want to dive in a little bit as I was thinking about, you know, management, leadership and engagement 
You know, I, I have found for myself that having very well-established, defined goals for the organization, for the business units on down aligned to individual performers, um, I have found that it both drives the hard business metrics, but back to the point, I feel like I feel like I have a purpose. I know exactly that my work is meaningful and how that aligns. But I'd love to get your take. What do you think about the you know goal setting and and objective you know key performance metrics? Is that making it too much about the the hardcore profits, or is there a way to use it you know to drive engagement as well? I, I'm, I'm in your camp. I think you drive engagement. We uh, you do want visibility that the company's most important initiatives and objectives, but it's a leader's job to drive the company's objectives to the individual role of every team member. How does what they do move the needle on that company objective? And it can be more than just profits. I mean, for us in franchising, we enrich people's lives through better health or through franchise ownership. And that has, you know, incredible return on that type of investment. We call it ROEI, return on emotional investment versus just ROI. And so for us, when we share the story of the objectives, it's not just about the metrics of money, but it's about the metrics of how we're transforming people's lives and enriching them just beyond a paycheck. And so, yes, I, I share, I think the visibility of the company initiatives is super critical and this tie it back to the, each, into each employee's function. Your own practice around metrics, are these sort of set annually and, or are they reviewed quarterly? Like, how do you actually work them? Yeah. First of all, how you do it, I think is important. So we get a team together and we allow the team to weigh in and we're very collaborative. It's a very democratic process on you know what they see. We want to harness their perspectives on the business. And so, you know, first of all, it's a team building for our biggest objectives. And then, you know, we publish them monthly internally. So our team, and in fact, they usually have something in their workstation or in their department that shows if we're, you know, making progress throughout the year. So we try to create what I call these visible scoreboards. So like, you know, our team knows regularly if we're winning or losing on these objectives, but then we will publish something each month that our team gets. That's great. So you you mentioned some things, you know, what are you most excited about when it comes to Anytime Fitness these days? Well, I, I mentioned earlier about how we're kind of turning this digital into, you know, just being able to scale outside of our clubs. It just means we can impact more people. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be a member of a club for us now to help coach you on a healthy lifestyle. And then, of course, the international side of the business is, is uh, absolutely exciting. I mean, we have uh, 1,200 clubs located outside the U.S. We're in, on five continents, 33 countries. I just came back for, in the last six weeks. I've been in New Zealand, Australia, and Southeast Asia. And you know what's super cool is, like, entrepreneurship is a global language, right? It, it doesn't matter if you open up a club in China or if you open up a club in Chattanooga. I mean, it, you feel the same way as an entrepreneur. And then the aspirations for better health are also global. And, and the, most of the world is underserved when it comes to fitness. And so I'm so excited to bring now this, you know, franchise convenience, life-changing fitness operation to, to different parts of the world that really need it. So not only can we be, have a successful brand, but I'm telling you, we can get more communities to a healthier place at a time when the world needs better health. Yeah, I can't remember who told me once years ago, they said basically there's two kinds of diseases, diseases of poverty and diseases of wealth. And as, as the rest of the world is developing and getting wealthier, we're unfortunately seeing obesity, you know, epidemics spreading into areas that you might not think you would see it. And, and so I'm sure you're going into these countries with a solution. We are. And so, you know, two things. Number one, we're all surrounded by unhealthy eating options. And we're kind of engineering activity out of our life because technology kind of seduces us and just sitting in front of a screen, whether it's on our couch or whether it's at work. And so we're becoming we're all becoming more sedentary. So, yes, we are, first of all, raising the education level, raising the access of why physical activity is important and how it can be a power source for everything in your life. 
And so we take a great deal of pride in that. And uh, I love going to a different country and seeing a member who maybe we don't speak the same language, but you can tell, right? They've got the energy and vitality from working out. We are changing their life and we understand each other immediately because uh, we both get the aspirations to just live a better quality life tomorrow. Love it. So Chuck, how can our listeners find out more about uh, you, your book, and of course your company? I'm available on Twitter at Chuck Runyon or on Instagram. They can order the book directly off of Amazon. And by the way, you probably heard of, uh, remember the golden ticket from Willy Wonka? Yeah. We did something called the purple ticket. So in the first uh, 5,000 books ordered through Amazon, there's a special purple ticket. And if you happen to be a purple ticket winner, we're going to invite you to Minnesota for a two-day Love Work Summit, which is going to talk about people, purpose, profits, play in your work life and in your personal life. And we are going to have a tremendous amount of fun. That's going to be a great. So if anyone out there is listening, order your book on Amazon and look for that purple ticket. I think my next book comes out late 2018 and I'm going to call the publisher and say, hey, how can I do a version of this purple ticket thing? I love this idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's actually a great deal of fun because, you know, people on social media say, hey, I want a purple ticket. And then we invite them up here and it's it's like going to the Willy Wonka factory, man. It's kind of cool. I grew up, you know, watching that as a kid. So now I Uh, like a great movie. (laughs) You get to live it out. You get to act it out. Exactly. Yes. So Chuck, we're going to make sure we put all of those links into the show notes everywhere that this goes out. Thank you so much for coming on to the LeadX show. Kevin, thank you. Greatly appreciate it. LeadX family, that wraps up another mentoring session packed with advice just for you. Before I go, I hope you'll remember that at LeadX, we're on a mission to give free leadership training and professional development to everyone, anywhere, at any time. Visit leadx.org to check out our free course of the day and our weekly live webinars. And if you're the kind of person who always says thank you, please take one minute to go leave a rating for the LeadX show on iTunes because we're at 246 reviews and we need to get to 300. We get about two ratings a week, which is less than one per show. My heart is breaking. But big thanks to the new reviews from last month from Masahi. Annette's Guy, Zintim69, Mike071966, Stacy H331, Kaplan and Carolina, Princess Rose Love, McGahee01, and Living with Intention. And of course, because leadership is influence and we are all leading all of the time, it's just a question of whether we're leading in a positive direction or a negative direction. How will you lead today? <music>